With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 504, welcome back in. It is the Todd Brommel Camp Show with Alex Kuhn with you on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, 1600 AM, 1023, 1063 FM, still on 1075 FM, as well as online at KGYMRadio.com. Plenty to get to here inside the 5 o'clock hour, or as we like to refer to it, the Big Hour, brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Steve Anderson and his staff doing fantastic work, now going on 16 years in Iowa City. We appreciate their sponsorship of the 5 o'clock hour. Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com in the studio with us. And we'll get to Iowa and Penn State, number one, number two, coming up in just a little bit. The atmosphere at Carver Hawkeye Arena should be absolutely tremendous tonight. But we've got a special guest with us. It's not too often that we hear from him on the program, but the Great Bobby Hansen, former Hawkeye standout, NBAer, and current color man alongside Gary Dolphin on the Hawkeye Radio Network. Is that a sufficient introduction, my buddy? What are you doing? How you doing? Awesome, Todd. I'm watching. I'm good. Yeah, it's watching the Phoenix Open. Watching good weather. <laughs> Little Phoenix Waste Management Open there. You're not. Well, yeah, I'm looking for my daughter. She's down there with her boyfriend somewhere. All right. Well, it was not the result that we were looking for last night at the Xfinity Center, but the uh, Hawkeyes coming home, licking their wounds, going into this game on Sunday. Your thoughts on last night's game? Yeah, uh, unfortunate that uh, two quick fouls on Luca. I thought changed the complexion of the game completely early, and, uh, and then two more on Craner. Kind of a weird technical that he got making his second, and then you know they hung in there, and uh, too much Anthony Cowan in the second half, but uh, they battled, man. That's what I love about this team is that they're fighters and uh, they're not going to back down. They're going to compete all the time. So, you know, that finishes the halfway mark at six and four, Todd, and I think it's very respectable for everything that has gone on so far this year with injuries and losing players. And you got, uh, you know, one of the best players in the country and Luca Garza we're, we're witnessing and just unfortunate he didn't get to really perform and compete like he wanted to yesterday. At the same time, isn't it pretty amazing that we've gotten to this point in the season? And that was really the first game that we had we saw Luca Garza in foul trouble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's happened a couple times last year, if you remember. And uh, you know, he's a big man. They got to let him play. And, and some of those little early fouls, the one where the, you know, I don't know if they're identifying that as something they want to call this year, the the little brush screen, and then. He, he didn't impede the guy or push the guy off or anything. So I don't know. And it's, you got to let the big man play. It's, it's fun to watch. And he's so strong and he's so relentless. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, last night was the first time all year that, um, well, San Diego state, I think friend we talked about after the game said he had a little foul trouble there as well. So, um, but yeah, other than that, he'd been, he'd been remarkable and it's just such a great story and such a good kid. Is that something they have to keep an eye on, Bobby? You talked about the screens, if that's a point of emphasis. Obviously, Iowa loves to run the flare screens, and Luke is a big part of that and trying to get perimeter guys open and then, you know, scooting to the basket. Um, yeah. he, does he just have to hang in there longer? How can he avoid those ticky tacks? 
Yeah, it, 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 what happens, guys, is it's also on the guard, too. A lot of times in the NBA, when they started going to that, the big guys were getting called for moving. They, they want to do their job. They want to go free him up and set a screen. Well, the guard's got to wait. He's got to set his man up. So you got to look at it. They watch film. They'll, they'll see if he's moving or, or what the deal is. But um got to call them both ways, too. You know, they're yeah. gonna, you're going to have to see a lot of that on Sunday. you got two big guys at Illinois, Ben Shavili and uh, Kofi Coburn. That, that come up there and set screens for their guards. So, yeah, let, let, let's see what happens. But it's something that if he's moving, Rob, it's correctable. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe the second foul, too. Lucas would be the first to tell you i got to be a little bit smarter and not go after that offensive rebound that early in the game until you had maybe better inside position. But, yeah, I, I think it's something that absolutely is correctable. But uh, we're a different team without Luke on the floor. A familiar voice to Hawkeye basketball fans, Bobby Hanson, joining us here inside Friday's Big Hour on KGYM. And, Bobby, what have you seen from Luca Garza this year that has allowed him to take this big step forward? Obviously, last year he was still recovering from having that nine-pound cyst removed from him, and I, I don't think we fully understood just how much yeah. that set him back. But this season, he's taken his game to a completely different plane. Yeah, agreed, and uh, had no idea that you know it was attached to his spleen. I guess the the cyst was, but they got it out, and, and yet he was the MVP out in New York at the. Um, at the two-game tournament, we went out there and, and uh, knocked off UConn and uh, I can't remember the other one, Oregon maybe. But, uh, yeah, he was MVP of that one. Um, I, I think he's got more space to operate now. Tyler Cook was on one block. Luca was on the other one. So I think Luca now he's the man. you got a four-guard lineup in there that Fran's gone with after Nungy's injury. He didn't want to clog it up with Ryan Cleaner in there, give him more space. So those guys can you know work around Luca, and he just is relentless. We saw that last year. We saw that his first year. But I think to answer your question, Todd, it's health. It's room to operate. And the work that he's put in on his game, the face-up game, they like to call it Jack Sigma move or Kevin McHale move where he faces up and he'll knock down that 17, 19-foot jumper in the short corner, and then he'll stretch him out there uh, to make three-pointers. He's one of our, our better three-point shooters, so he's added that in his footwork. He doesn't travel. Uh, I think he got called for traveling a few times early in his career, but I don't think this year at all. He keeps that pivot foot down. He takes the hit, plays through contact, and uh, you're going to see a lot of that on Sunday afternoon when uh, the Illini come with their big guys. What about Ryan Creener? It looked, other than the foul trouble last night, these past few games, he's playing some of the best basketball of his career. He's getting consistent yep. minutes. He's he's playing a bunch of different roles, sort of the Swiss Army knife from this for this team. What what have you seen from him? Yeah, all that. Um, a mature senior. I think a kid that realizes we're coming to the end there. What do we got? 12, 15 games left, maybe at max. So you know he's enjoying it. You know I'm sure he'd like to be in the starting lineup, but he accepted that six-man role, and uh, as Dolph and I like to talk about, Dolph brought it up right for the first time, was that he's a guy that could be your sixth man of the year in the Big Ten when you look at stats and what his production is to the team. So you can also see you know, his value when Luca went to the bench and all of a sudden Ryan got one and then the technical got him two, but that was during a uh, end one, a three-point opportunity where uh, he played through contact and must have said the magic word, but Stepped back up there and made his free throw and had to come out of the game. And then friend uh, and guys did a great job mixing and matching with Riley Till and Cordell Pemsel, his best game all year long. So, yeah, we need them all. And Ryan Cleaner is a big part of uh, the success so far. Yeah, he took a forearm across the face on that play, and that's probably why he said something. Yeah, the guy came down on his head pretty hard. And 
Luca and, and Ryan are getting hammered pretty good down there. It's probably just a cumulative effect, but um, yeah. that's kind of what I saw. Yeah, but it, but um, one fight I'm, I'm kind of getting kind of tired of fighting, Bobby, is the Conor McCaffrey yep. fight. Can you uh, maybe yep. maybe some people listen to you more than they listen to me? Can you can you kind of explain what his value is to this team? Yeah, it's a lot, uh, Rob. And, you know, I've always liked Connor. I liked him in high school. I liked his floor generalship, if you will, the leadership that he's got control of the ball. He's not going to blow by you and, and uh, you know, be Manu Ginobili. But once in a while he will. He's working on that three-point shot. And I think that's where people get a little sideways. And I was explaining to my wife that coaches' kids are always and always have been targets for the casual fans that, that don't appreciate basketball, which you got to appreciate – Connors, his free throw ability, his toughness. Um, he gets, you know, he's not afraid to mix it up, and he's he's part of that reason why we all love these teams. We love fighters, and, and Connors a fighter. And you see him on the on the bus, on the plane at practice. He's a leader with these guys, man. He, you know, he, he just, I think it's part of it is that baseball mentality, um, what he brings. But thirteen rebounds. I don't think I ever had thirteen rebounds <laughs> in a, a Big Ten basketball game like he did uh, a couple games ago at, at home. And when he makes a three-pointer, to me, that's a plus. Any points he provides, a plus. But, you know, you talk about Swiss Army knife, the utility guy, that's, that's Connor right there. He can play any of the five positions if they have to. And he's a really good passer when you got to get the ball inbounds. You remember Joe Wieskamp's banker in winter last year at Rutgers. That was Connor, the trigger man, that uh, threw that length of the court pass. So he's got tremendous value. He's obviously one of our top five players. And, uh, you know, question with baseball, would he can go with that? give up basketball well, i hope not I, I hope he's a part of this team his entire career because uh he, he's the glue man that keeps it all together i'm one of the people who listens to you more than rob bobby so just to <laughs> you're not to, alone well, i understand it you know I, I do understand they want to see shots go down and the shot isn't the prettiest shot but he's working on it with, with kirk spearock kirk's our shot doctor and uh he's going to surprise some people we got a lot of basketball left and you get into the ncaa tournament and you know leave him open he's going to just stand there and knock him down what type of game are you expecting on Sunday? It's been a while since Iowa and Illinois have sort of both been on top of their games. and yeah. it's, a, it's a great rivalry when both teams are playing well, and I think that qualifies for Sunday. Yeah, it, it does. And, and if you had to you know, take a midseason report card on Coach of the Year, I'd, I'd be voting Fran and Peichel and, and Brad Underwood. Um, talking to uh, their, their their radio people, they they throw in Mark Turgeon, the job he's doing. But I, you know, and Tom Izzo with, with the injuries he's had. So there's five really good coaches right there. And Brad Underwood, you know, he's got the team that he wants. And we were told last year, wait till you see this big guy Kofi Coburn come in there and uh, move Benishavili over. But you know, Ayu Desumu is uh, making a believer out of me. Michigan probably should have known that he's going to be the guy that's going to take that last shot, put a bigger man on him rather than Xavier Simpson. But those are things Juwan Howard will, will learn and pick up as time goes on. But Trent Frazier, he's a cobra. He's deadly out there. He, he got us a couple of years ago down there, pushed the game into overtime with a crazy half-court shot. So uh, they, got, they got some weapons. And it's going to be a physical battle. It's going to be like Iowa-Penn State wrestling is tonight, man. It's going to be a heated. Uh, you got to sell out. You're going to have Illinois people in there. And it's Sunday afternoon. It's high noon. And uh, those are those are great, great uh, Big Ten games. A lot has been made about the quality of the bigs this year in the Big Ten. And there there are plenty of them, obviously. Iowa has one, uh, a couple good ones, but one really, really good one, uh, one, one of the best players in college basketball. 
We we saw one last night in Jalen Smith at Maryland. Is it possible that Illinois may have the toughest tests, uh, at least the combination of the two bigs that they have for Luca Garza uh, down on the block? Yeah, that, that's definitely fair. I mean, uh, you look at uh, the big guy at um, Penn State. You look at Miles Johnson at, at Rutgers. Uh, Mike Watkins at, at, at Penn State. And Luca's gone through them all. John Teske, he scored 77 points in two games on their big guy. And that's a 7'2 that's a guy that has NBA, uh, you know, aspirations. And Juwan lets them play one-on-one. They don't help. They don't double. And Luca took it to him and uh, really schooled him in both of those games. So, uh, yeah, it's you know right on down the list. Look at the guys at Purdue. We're going to see coming up when we go on the road next Tuesday night. You got um, big guy Matt Harms and then Travion Williams. Uh, you know, so every night's a test. And, and uh, I love big guys. I love big guys in the game. Uh, in my career in the NBA and, and at Iowa, we had the Twin Towers and Greg Stokes and Michael Payne. We always had big guys, man. You got to feed them. You got to learn how to feed the post. Another part of, of Connor McCaffrey, he's our best post feeder. He knows how to get the ball down low to, to Luca or Ryan. Uh, when they got good position down there. So, yeah, it, it, the big man's a, definitely a part of the Big Ten basketball season. What time did you guys get back last night, Bobby? Yeah, we landed, dude, at like 2.15, and then the uh, bus takes the kids home to their car, and we hop in our cars and make our way to safety of home and a little bit of a light snow shower. But the beauty of all that is nobody's on the road at that hour. You can get here safe. Where I was going with that is, though, those guys get home at that hour, get up and go to class today, then go to practice, then they've got practice tomorrow, then a game. I've had people ask me this. At what point, or is is fatigue going to be a problem with this team with the short bench? Yeah, they're not they're not really practicing, so you don't you can you know practice probably is a lot of film okay. and some free throws. We didn't even run at shoot around; they just ran through the kind of walk through the the um, uh, Maryland scouting report. They didn't go up and down at all. So friends, you know, really trying to save those legs. They understand that, mm. you know, the Penn state game was really hot and that took a lot out of the guys with that one, but these are young guys. And um, I was asking our, our academic advisor, you know, do they still have Friday classes? I mean, are we really in the best interest of student athletes coming home at three o'clock in the morning um, from the long road trip on an eight thirty game out at Maryland? It's like, can't you play this game at six thirty, maybe. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it falls on deaf ears. But you know, the kids are—they love it. Everybody slept on the airplane a little bit. We had a card game going on in the back, but uh, you know, <laughs> the kids—they they get up and do their thing and get ready to play Sunday. Biggest question before we let you go, Bobby: Kansas City or San Francisco on Sunday? Who you got? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to cheer for the Chiefs because of Podolak. Uh, it was 50 years for Eddie, and he's down there, and uh, my wife in section is his gal and uh, having a good time down there. So uh, I grew up a Chiefs fan, uh, kind of switched over to the Bears and like Joe Montana when he was with the 49ers, loved George Kittle and uh, and the team they got going there. But uh, I, you know, I, I think I'm going to be, my heart's going to be with the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Bobby, appreciate the time as always. I picked up this beautiful framed print over the weekend in a secondhand store of Ronnie Lester and I was trying to figure out what year it was from and I took one look at number 24 and it was Bill Mayfield it wasn't you so I, I knew what season yeah. it was from so appreciate the time yeah, as always time and, a, and, and, you know, and last time they won an outright Big Ten championship and that's why I wore number 24 I like William Mayfield a lot and he graduated at the end of that year and the number became available and I said, I'll take that. My high school number was 42, just flipping around, and you know, didn't give much thought. The fact is, Niall Kinnick as well. So um, you're right. That was 1979, probably, that picture of Ronnie 
going up against the defense. And January twelfth, Indi- the Indiana game. I looked up the uh, looked up the date. Bobby, we appreciate it, and have a great call on Sunday afternoon alongside Dolph for Iowa and Illinois. All right, man. Thank you. Anytime. The legendary Bobby Hansen with us there, good friend of ours, uh, known Bobby for a very long time, and a tremendous analyst alongside Gary on the Hawkeye Radio Network, and should be a good game. Illinois, you mentioned, Rob, I think you made a very good point about Iowa traveling back from Maryland. Illinois was at home last night against Minnesota, so they didn't have any travel. Now, they do have a small amount of travel to get from Champaign to Iowa City, but this is the point in the Big Ten schedule where every team starts to face a little bit of fatigue, some more than others, and that's really the big concern here when you look at the box score night in and night out and you see eight guys playing for the Hawkeyes. Yeah, and they're kind of in this run now, and I've, I probably over I overreact to the fatigue thing because I'm 50 and I couldn't handle that, but these guys are young and they're, they rebound from that stuff pretty well. But you look at it, it's Monday against Wisconsin, two days off, travel all the way across the country, play Maryland, come back, like Bobby said, late, get up today, go to class. You know, then you got tomorrow to get ready for Sunday. Then you have two days, then you go to West Lafayette. So this stretch here for this team, I'm in, I am interested to see how they hold up from a, you know, just from a stamina standpoint, because these are all physical games. 319-366-1600 is the number you're going to want to keep handy because we've got our final pair of tickets to see Corn Breaking Benjamin, and Bones UK coming to the U.S. Cellular Center on Saturday, the 15th of February. We'll give those tickets away coming up in the next 15 minutes. Before we step aside and take a quick break, let's go ahead and bring you a big board update with Alex. The Iowa men's basketball team winning streak was stopped at five last night with an 82-72 to loss to Maryland. The Hawkeyes were hamstrung throughout the evening as both Ryan Creener and Luca Garza picked up two early fouls and were battling foul trouble for most of the game. Iowa didn't have an answer for Maryland point guard Anthony Cowan, who had 31 points, six rebounds, and six assists. The Hawkeyes fall to 6-4 and four in league play, setting up a crucial home contest on Sunday against first place Illinois tip-off scheduled for noon. It's the duel that everyone has been waiting for. Number one, Iowa, taking on number two, Penn State. It begins at 8 p.m. at Carver-Hawkeye Arena in what is in front of what is expected to be a capacity crowd. The Iowa women won their ninth consecutive game last night as they picked up a 77-66 win at Penn State. Kathleen Doyle had 23 points and eight assists to lead Iowa. The win moves Lisa Bluter's team to 18 and three on the season, all alone atop the Big Ten standings with a nine and one league record. The Cedar Rapids Rough Riders are at home this weekend for two games against the Youngstown Phantoms. Two 7:05 p.m. puck drops at Cedar Rapids Ice Arena. One tonight, one tomorrow night. All right, that will do it for the first segment here inside the Big Hour. Again, brought to you by Steve Anderson and his crew at Hawkeye Title and Settlement in Iowa City. Congratulations to them on the start of their 16th year in business. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com continues our discussion, and we'll get a little of his thoughts on Iowa and Penn State, number one and number two, the biggest duel inside Carver Hawkeye Arena in quite some time. It's on the way tonight at 8 o'clock. Rob's thoughts on that and more after this.
You already know Network Computer Solutions protects your network and computers, but did you know they can also protect your business with a security system? NCS offers everything, camera systems, door access, key fob entrance cards, even 24-hour video surveillance. They understand how important security is to your work and your people, so they customize every element for you. For a free consultation and site review, call NCS at 247-7223, 247-7223, Network Computer Solutions. They're the missing piece to your IT and security puzzle. Hey guys, it's time to get things in shape for winter at Vernon Village True Value. Yeah, Jim, 18-gallon Sterilite totes are just $5.99 each. Select Filtrate Allergen Defense Furnace Filters just $9.99 each. And Honeywell Cool Mist Humidifiers only $49.99. Right, Hal? And Master Mechanic Booster Cables are just $9.99 at Vernon Village True Value 2. Want their ad delivered to your phone? Yeah! Just text Vernon Village to 71441. Vernon Village True Value, 3501 Mount Vernon Road, Southeast, Cedar Rapids. Every dang time. You need to call to make an appointment somewhere and you remember right after the place closes. Linder Tire gets it. So now you can make your appointment online at lindertire.com. You can even see your tire options by typing in your license number. Schedule any Linder Tire appointment at lindertire.com. Keep your ride in good shape for the season with everything from oil change to alternator check. And find this month's specials at lindertire.com. Linder Tire in Iowa City, North Liberty, and Grinnell. Tune in to KGYM Fridays during the gym class for the announcement of our Athlete of the Week. Proudly brought to you by Sheet Metal Workers Local 263 of Eastern and Central Iowa. Welcome back in the Todd Brommelkamp Show with Alex Kuhn with you on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, 1600 AM, 1023 and 106.3 FM, 107.5 FM, as well as online at kgymradio.com. And first things first, before we head on down the road further with Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com, our final pair of tickets to see Corn, Breaking Benjamin, and Bones UK, February 15th at the U.S. Cellular Center, are yours right now if you are caller number 6 to 319-366-1600. Buddy's very familiar with caller uh, the number 6. That's half an order of chicken wings. Caller number 6, 319-366-1600. You're off to see Corn during their winter tour 2020, stopping at the Cell Center on the 15th of February. Tickets on sale now, Ticketmaster.com, the cellular center, U.S. Cellular Center box office, or your caller number six. Those are the three ways that you can get them from us. Buddy Lee filling in for Jeff Downing, who was filling in for buttons tonight on the program. He'll let us know who our winner is coming up in just a little bit. We'll get back into basketball in just a second, Rob, but don't want to bury the lead here. Much further, Iowa and Penn State tonight. You are stopping at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. It's your final stop on your winter tour this evening. A little high school basketball mixed in after your appearance here with us. Sold out. Tickets going for three figures on uh, on the secondary market. Number one, number two, biggest wrestling duel we've seen at Carver-Hawkeye Arena in quite some time. What are you expecting tonight? out of Tom Brands and Kale Sanderson. I think fireworks. Yeah, I think this is, you know, this is the marquee, you know, front porch of college wrestling. This is, you know, the historically great program in Iowa to the upstart last decade Penn State. And Penn State, not, you know, Iowa are always good. But let's face it, Penn State has, you know, taken over the mantle of King of the Mountain from Iowa 
and Iowa gets to see tonight if it gets back up there again. And and this this doesn't mean that whoever wins tonight is going to win the national championship. When you get to Big Ten and the NCAA's, that's a whole different animal completely. But for Iowa in its pursuit to get back up on top of the mountain, if I can use that cliche again, this is the next step. Biggest match tonight. Which one do you which one do you think could be the decider? That's a tough one. The I mean the marquee matches are sixty five and seventy four where you have one versus two. Um you know, Joseph and Marinelli to me is gonna be the most fun match just because uh they've gone back and forth through the years and um you know they'll go at it. And then Hall and Kemmerer also should be really fun. I, You know, you look at um, that 97 match will be interesting. And then also 84 where you have two freshmen in Brooks and Assad, um, both guys that are pretty um, accomplished on the national scene uh, but and just kind of getting their college careers going. Uh, so those are a couple that, I, that I'm looking at. I, you got to think that, you know, Spencer Lee is going to win pretty easily. And then, obviously, 33 with DeSanto and Bravo Young, also a, a key match for tonight. So, um, unfortunately for Iowa, Max Buren's out, and Carter, Carter Happel will be in there at 141. So, we'll see if uh, Carter can take advantage of that opportunity. 319-366-1600. If you want to join us on the First Federal Credit Union text line, John in Cedar Rapids. Our winner tonight of the tickets to see Corn and Breaking Benjamin at the U.S. Cellular Center. Second time that Iowa and Penn State have ever met as number one and number two. You got to go all the way back to 1986, and it didn't work out too well for the Nittany Lions back then. Iowa won 35 to five. Of course, 86, sort of the height of the Dan Gable era. Spencer Lee has scored bonus points in all 10 of his matches this season. He is an absolute machine. He is a machine, and I was wondering, you know, a lot of guys in his position will take the redshirt year and get ready for the Olympics. He's, you know, he's going for it and going for, going for his third national championship in a row and then also trying to make the Olympic team. He is, uh, it's funny, Some I was talking about this with somebody um earlier this week if you had to pick for this calendar year and I I know we still have quite a ways to go who is Iowa's athlete of the year when you look at (laughs) (laughs) you know guys on the football team you look at look Garza you look at Spencer Lee you look at Kathleen Doyle I mean it's a really good group right now in, in Iowa City I will say this usually with those awards they give them to the person who's the most unexpected You're, like yeah. you, we saw what Spencer Lee was so it wasn't unexpected that he was going to be this good this year probably Luca Garza unless his game just completely goes over a cliff here due to fatigue or sudden foul trouble my my vote would be Garza over if Spencer Lee wins his third straight national championship sometimes, and makes the Olympic team. Sometimes people get penalized <laughs> whether or not it's right yeah. for being as good as they are. You saw how many times did Urban Meyer win coach of the year yeah. in the Big 10? He never did because everybody just expected Ohio State to do what the Buckeyes always did. That's kind of my my guiding principle in that discussion. People get really upset about it. 
Spencer Lee's great, and sometimes greatness actually hinders people when it comes to awards or recognition like Athlete of the Year. And you make a great point, Kathleen Doyle, having a tremendous season as well. You have a chance to have the men's and women's Big Ten Player of the Year. I mean, they're probably the leading candidates right now for that. And that's, I mean, Todd, you've been doing this a long time. We're really in an in in a a period right now where Iowa is. I was who was I talking to? Maybe it was Greg Bruner. That this is this is as good as it's been since the eighties. Across the as yeah. far as football, yes. both basketball programs and wrestling, I would absolutely agree with you. The planets are sort of aligning right. here. Which. Which season, men's or women's basketball, has been more improbable in your mind? Because the, Lisa's team was expected to sort of go off the cliff a little bit as well with Megan Gustafson out of the picture, and they've been fantastic as well. And what, nine wins in a row now, undefeated in the calendar year 2020? you got to go all the way back to the tail end of 2019 before they suffered a loss. And again, sometimes the most rewarding seasons are when expectations are low, and whether, unless you were the biggest homer in the world, expectation, expectations for the men should have been fairly grounded this season. I would agree. I think probably more was expected of the woman of of the women's team just because of you know Doyle coming back and and Meyer coming back and um, you know some other players on that squad coming back. I don't the the wild card is just. It's Garza. No, you, there's no way you no. could have seen this coming. No. And that's, to me, but it's hard. It's a good question, Todd. I don't know. I mean, the women are 9-1 and one in the Big Ten. You know, that's really good. I mean, after losing the National Player of the Year, I just I, they're both just great stories this year. Yeah, the, 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 the Iowa women at least had a, a team that was somewhat uh, – veteran coming back they had a couple of really good seniors and Kathleen Doyle and Mackenzie Meyer but like you said Rob 18 and 3 overall and 9 and 1 in the Big Ten is just what have they won 31 in a row at Carver yeah I mean it's what they're doing right now there's no way anybody could have expected it but I'm I'm with you on Luca Garza that in this day and age of basketball and with what we had seen from Luca Garza already I don't know if a lot of people thought that there was this or there's nobody that thought that there was this level of improvement possible, but much improvement at all coming from him. He was he had, was already good. That was the thing. <laughs> he was already a good player, and all of a sudden, he takes everything that he's done and just shatters it, and and completely becomes a transforms his game. And like I said, in this day and age, college basketball with guards dominating the day, you just don't see bigs being able to take their team and and carry them on their back the way that he has and we're and we've talked about it he's doing it he's not doing it against cream puffs in this league every night there's a good big man on the other team and he's still even last night i mean he got 21 points last night on a on a really off night how much of that had to do with I don't want to say the officiating but the physicalness of that i saw a lot of people complaining about the officiating I didn't hear a whole lot of complaining during the winning streak. It's funny how officiating only affects the outcome of the game when teams lose. But Juwan Howard complained when it was what thirty foul shots to five for Iowa, yeah, I, and I didn't hear too many Iowa fans no. rushing to his defense. So it what goes around comes around. Uh, that was a t- it was a tough game to watch though last night because it seemed to be 
fairly physical and, and benefiting Maryland to a certain extent, but also you can't shoot like that on the road and expect to win too many games in the Big Ten. I think they were, what, 6 or 7% below their season average, and that's not going to win you too many games on the road in the Big Ten. And not having Creener or Garza in the middle That's, allowed Maryland to just it's have its way in the paint. I think Maryland ended up with 34 points in the paint. That's a lot. And I just think it was bad enough when Garza got sent to the bench after whatever it was, five minutes. But then when Creener, you figure you at least have a senior to bring in to kind of you know, bridge the gap between Garza having to sit and come back in. But then when Creener has to go out too – that just I that was just too much to overcome. Remember the stretch where Garza got in foul trouble and then Creener got his second foul on that technical and then Fran took Joe Wieskamp out of the game for, yeah. for a breath? What what are you supposed to do? You're you're dog paddling at that point and you're 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 not gonna be able to score much. You're not gonna be able to score much, if at all, with that lineup out on the court because they're just gonna check CJ Frederick. They're gonna run him off the three point line and dare anybody else to score the basketball. And when you have that lineup out there, it's just not going to work, and I, I, I just think at this point, the fact that it took this long for them to get in foul trouble like that, and they they were able to battle back and only be down four at halftime when they were playing yeah. pretty much the entire second half of that first half with that lineup. I thought they did a relatively good job, but they were hamstrung for most of the night with those two kind of on and off the the bench and not being able to play full defense because they're worried worried about fouling and that horrible double foul call i <laughs> don't even get me started on that but i think all the struggles last night even the shooting somebody asked if you think that the shooting woes from the last couple of games have to do with fatigue i thought they shot pretty well in the first half of that game before those two got in foul trouble when those guys go out there's so much more pressure on Joey's right. camp and 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 CJ Frederick w- without those two guys in the game. And Maryland's very good perimeter. They have that more so really. Yes. He did a really good job on Wee's camp after Joe got off to a good start. So Maryland's a tough matchup. If you don't have your big guys in there to threaten them in the post, they can play even more pressurized defense on the perimeter and it's really hard to get through them. I think Illinois has got a really good shot at coming to Carver-Hawkeye Arena and winning this game on Sunday. How far off base am I? Oh, I think it's a toss-up game. And it's good that for Iowa, obviously, that it's in Carver coming off of that road game. But Illinois won at what? They won at Michigan, Wisconsin. What's the other road win they have? They win at Purdue or Penn State, maybe? Penn State, that's what it was. They have the most road wins of any team in the Big Ten. At you least think they about did. that. They won at Penn State, Michigan, and Wisconsin. That's lets you know that they've certainly are capable of coming in here and winning on Sunday. And there's probably I know it's a sold out game, but there's probably gonna be a couple thousand people, maybe fifteen hundred will be generous, wearing blue and orange. The Illini fans tend to travel. Will they wear it into there or will they peel off the shirts and then have the Illini shirts underneath. And it was one of the darkest <laughs> darkest days of Iowa basketball when the Orange Crush took over Carver Hawkeye Arena about a decade ago. I wasn't around for that it one. It was not it was not pleasant.
those years were not pleasant, but that game in particular. Then after that, they tried to do they tried to finagle it so people from Illinois couldn't buy tickets through the I, Iowa ticket oh, office or something, something like that. Oh, they didn't quite that. go to the Nashville Predators route of not allowing anybody with an Illinois zip code to buy tickets, but it it wasn't it wasn't pretty. This is a really good rivalry when both teams are good. It goes back, uh, in particular, to the mid '80s and Tom Davis and Lou Henson. It's been a while since Illinois and Iowa have both been at the top of their game, but I think Sunday at Carver Hawkeye Arena, this could be a this could be a great game between two teams. And I, Kofi Coburn, Alex, and I are, are huge fans of his. I was going to joke with Bobby about working with Dolph on the pronunciation Sunday. We don't want to have any slip-ups with the FCC, but Illinois has got some guys who can ball. Yeah, I think it's interesting that George's, or Georgie Skidishvili Just say it really quickly. He's, so. kind of, he's kind of deferred somewhat to Coburn, and they've coexisted. I wondered how that would work. But they've been able to manage and make it work. Because he was a guy that has, has NBA aspirations. Right. Right. And after his freshman year, it wasn't necessarily the discussion that he was going to leave, but maybe he would test the waters. I think he might have, actually. And you see the, the egos of certain kids. You bring in a guy like Kofi Coburn, and he he's done a great job. That's the thing about this team. Iowa can't get in foul trouble. No, Luca Garza and Ryan Creener can't get in foul trouble because and you can send Coburn the Freshman of the Year award now. There's no oh, in the easily. Big Ten. There's no reason to even I'm, wait on that. I'm no NBA draft expert, but does that not look like a oh yeah lottery pick to you? Yeah, he's does a, his skill set not look like a lottery pick to you? And I, you know, Desumo's impressed me this year. I was not a big fan of his last year. But he has worked on his game. He's much more well-rounded this season. And he and then with Frazier, they all they have nice pieces. that They remind me a lot of Iowa. They have pieces that complement each other. A 9406 on the first Federal Credit Union text line says, can you imagine this team with Moss and Cook? I, I can. It'd be a little bit messier right now. Sometimes less is more. And I, and I think... I think they miss Bohannon the most out of all those guys yeah, in absolutely. that picture. And that's not a knock on Isaiah Moss or Tyler no, Cook not there. At all. But it certainly makes things a little bit easier for Fran McCaffrey as far as Or if I could have one guy back, it might be Nicholas Bear. Yeah, and speaking of Swiss Army you, knife you know, type players. Yep. A guy a, a really good college player, not an NBA guy, but a really good college player. You have enough of those on your roster. They can carry you to great heights. 319-366-1600. For those of you wanting to join the discussion tonight on the phone lines, we have Buddy Lee pinch hitting for Jeff Downing, who was pinch hitting for Buttons. We're so far down. This is a game in extra innings right now, and we don't want to use the backup catcher because if something happens to the starter, we don't have anybody to come in and catch. That's where we're at as far as the roster tonight with Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com joining us in the KGYM studios. Let's go ahead and take our final break of the night. When we come back, we're going to switch gears, talk a little Hawkeyes in the Super Bowl on Sunday with Rob after this.
The Iowa Attorney General's Office has dedicated a hotline for survivors of clergy abuse. Advocates are available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. through 4.30 p.m. to take confidential reports and refer survivors to resources. Know that you are not alone. Your story could help us better understand the issue and what actions to take. To make a confidential report, call 855-620-7000 or visit iowaattorneygeneral.gov. Sponsored by the Office of the Iowa Attorney General and aired in cooperation with the Iowa Broadcasters Association and this station. You get your sports fix on KGYM. Now, satisfy your need for Smart Rock on Smart FM. Just John gets you going in the morning from 6 until 10. Greg's with you middays and serves up hot and fresh Smart Rock on the Smart Rock Smorgasbord. And Rick's got all the best tunes for your drive home from 3 to 7. Smart FM also offers extracurricular activities on the weekends, like live from the soundboard and where it's at. When you need Smart Rock, there's only one place to get it. Smart FM, 95.1 Cedar Rapids, 98.5 Iowa City. Guys, waking up over and over to pee is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to pee at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-253-3660. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-253-3660. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-253-3660. 1-800-253-3660. Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO. Capricorns, today is a perfect day for romance and fun-filled activities with your partner. And by fun-filled activities, we mean shopping for car insurance. Luckily, you'll find that switching to GEICO could save you hundreds of dollars a year. You'll keep this day of romance going at the hardware store by arguing for half an hour over the color of your backsplash. Love is indeed in the air, Capricorns. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Time for an oil change? We're ready to help at AutoZone. We've got more ways to help you protect your engine and your wallet, like our great deals on STP oil, starting at just $16.99 for a five-quart jug of STP conventional motor oil. And if you need a tool for the job, you can borrow over 100 specialty ones with our free AutoZone Loan-A-Tool program. Getting the job done just got easier. Visit AutoZone.com to get started. Deposit required. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. 5.45, welcome back in. The Todd Brummel Camp Show with Alex Kuhn with you on a Friday night here in eastern Iowa. And that means high school basketball is on the way for you. We'll be stepping aside shortly to bring you a couple games. Scott Unash and Miles Klotz. No Scott on the call. I apologize for that. It's going to be Jeff Downing tonight on the call of at least one of those games. Uh, the He's going to take the place of Miles Klotz. Oh, he's taking the place. So Scott and then Jeff filling in for Miles. Correct. I can't keep all of this stuff straight. Blame it on the Super Bowl. Super Bowl has me completely off kilter this week. My pick is in. I've got San Francisco beating the Chiefs. I've got the under, which means the public is probably right because the public has been pounding Kansas City in the over, and I can't pick a winner to save my life. I, I just can't at this point. 
but it leads us to where I wanted to go all along with Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com here in our final segment of tonight's Big Hour, and that's the Hawkeye flavor at the Super Bowl on Sunday. In particular, Mr. Kittle. What type of game are you expecting George Kittle to have on Sunday against that Kansas City defense? Friend of the Big Hour. He's got the good mojo going for him. That's right. He gets the... He gets the bump, although we've talked with, we've had Christian Kirksey on the show, but I don't think he's been with us here in this particular segment. So George has a one-up on him and Neiman from that standpoint. We've had Bethard on this hour, too, a couple years ago. There you go. So the big hour leaning leaning heavily toward, (laughs) skewing heavily toward the San Francisco 49ers. And we have had Ben Neiman on. We ha- uh, during the big hour? Yes. Okay, so after his senior year. 2 to 1. 2 to 1. But a lot of mo- a lot of big hour mojo down in Miami. We were uh we were having this discussion earlier in the week. The Kirk Ferentz era player who went on to the NFL who was most fun to watch in the NFL, not in college, in the NFL. And the conversation came down to like D- Dallas Clark, Bob Sanders and George Kittle. Now, is there recency bias there with George Kittle, or no? No, I don't no. think so. Okay, I mean he's doing he's doing historic things for the tight end position. So no, I don't, I don't think that. I loved Mar- watching Marshall Yonda too, but that's just has he officially announced that he's guy. done or he's <laughs> no somebody. I saw somebody trolling and put that out there that he had retired, and a bunch of people bid on it. But no, he is. I think he said he's going to wait a couple weeks and. Kind of step back and and see what he wants to do. So, Mulling his options. Hall of Famer, without question. Oh, absolutely. And my vote would be for Bob Sanders. I just loved. I'm, but I'm biased. I loved watching him at at Iowa and and in the NFL. Has a tight end ever won MVP honors in the Super Bowl? That's a good question. I do not know. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one, but. I would say no, but George would be the guy to do it. On although, as I said earlier, if he's got a couple touchdown receptions, that means Garoppolo's thrown at least a couple touchdown passes, and this is going to be a game decided by the quarterbacks. It's a good story on Anthony Hitchens. I think it was in the Dallas Morning News this week, just about how Dallas let him go. Just said they couldn't see the value in keeping him. <laughs> Are you telling me that Dallas made a questionable? Personnel decision? I can't believe Jerry Jones would be capable of doing that. Yes. By the way, there never there has never been a tight end to win the Super Bowl MVP. Okay. And there probably won't be Sunday either, but we're all pulling for George Kittle. Friend of the program, the big hour bump. I'm sure he would join us on Monday if he won Super Bowl MVPs on on Sunday. I won't lose any sleep over that, but... We'll see your pick for the game, Rob. Kansas City or San Francisco? I wouldn't bet on it. I've gone back and forth. Um, you know, the two, I guess the two things that I kind of hang my hat on when I look just, you know, on the periphery, on the outside of a game before digging in is who has the really good defense and who has the really good quarterback. And you've got San Francisco's really good defense against like a. a you can say once it. in a generation quarterback. Go. So I'm going to I'm going to lean towards the quarterback. I'll take Kansas City, but don't I'm not confident enough that I would go to the window with it. 
All right. Well, we have somebody who went to the window at the beginning of the season, John in Columbus Junction, holding that 40 to 1 ticket on the 49ers to be victorious on Sunday. John, you're going to get the last word on the Super Bowl with us. What's up? Well, I just uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to go into the Riverside Casino and drop a couple more wagers on MVPs and the final outcome. Uh, Todd, do not be scared of your pick. You're spot on. I'm taking your lead. I'm take. I'm going to go under the point spread. All right. All right. Well, if if San Francisco is going to win the game, I think it's going to go under. That's my that's my reasoning there. And I agree with you. I think it's going to be thirty to nineteen. That's where I'm going to lay it at. Thirty but, um, to nineteen. Thirty to nineteen. That's where I think it's going to land. But um, um, I I love you guys. I love talking to you. Thank you so much for letting me to to share Niner talk with you. And uh, I'm pulling for George Kittle to be the first tight end to get an MVP. And that's where I'm putting my money on him and Debo Samuel. Fourteen to uh, one, guys, I think, on Kittle. Right? Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to place a couple more wagers and see how things pan out. And, um, come Monday, I'll be calling you and, uh, it's either going to be a great day or a terrible day, but I'm going to call and share it with you guys regardless. All right. We appreciate it. And my fingers are crossed that it's a good day for John, even though that means it would be a really bad day for us because we share an office with Scott Unash. And if the chiefs lose on Sunday, it's not going to be pleasant in the office on Monday. But we'll see. Someone's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. He's our Mattress Mac. He's down there throwing money around on on the Super Bowl. John and Columbus Junction. So Rob is siding with Kansas City. You're Kansas, Kansas City. City. I'm San Francisco. And the folks listening at HawkeyeNation.com are upset that we're not talking about the Hawkeyes <laughs> right now at this point. There's not much else that can be said about Last night's game against Maryland, and we've touched on pretty much all we can with regard to Iowa and Illinois. Sold out should be a tremendous atmosphere and a great game between Iowa and Illinois. We will look back at on it during Monday's local programming. Iowa-Penn State coming up tonight at Carver-Hawkeye Arena, 8 o'clock on the Big Ten Network, number one and number two. Have a great weekend, folks, and we will be back with you on Monday. Local programming returns with Scott and Mark on the gym class at 3 o'clock. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll have it for you this weekend right here on KGYM. If you're a man over 40 and you're getting up at